Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. David Agus is a lot of things. He's a physician. He's a teacher. He's a researcher. He's also a best-selling author. He joined me when he published his hit book, The End of Illness. Now he has a brand new release, The Lucky Years, How to Thrive in the Brave New World of Health. Dr. Agus is joining me now. Hey, welcome back, Dr. Agus. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Michael. Excited to be here. I made it as far as the acknowledgments of the book. Okay. When you get to the acknowledgments at the end of the book, you find that Dr. Agus thanks his friends. I got to say, this is quite the carpool. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher, Al Gore, Howard Stern, Neil Young, Steven Spielberg, and Will I Am, just to name a few. Now, that's a hell of an acknowledgment section. I'm privileged to be around amazing people in Los Angeles. Are they Are they all, uh, I will not violate HIPAA, are they all patients as well as friends, or are these just acquaintances? 
No, they're all friends. I mean, and they all, I mean, especially the ones you just mentioned, they all want to make the world a better place. And they all care about things. And so they're interested and intrigued by what we do in medicine and technology. The book opens with the recounting of an experiment from 1955. It involves lab mice. How do I say the word? Parabiosis? You got it. It's wild, isn't it? Tell me who is, who was Wanda Ruth Lunsford, and why should we care as to her experimentation when she was 26? So she published one paper, and she was actually kicked out of science. She took an old mouse and a young mouse, and she put them to sleep and tied their skin together. And after a day or two, their blood supplies joined. And then three weeks later, she looked, and the old mouse, there were new neurons growing in the brain, the heart beat stronger, and the muscles were bigger. She claimed she reversed aging. People called her crazy. Dracula and Frankenstein and kicked her out of science. Well, earlier this year, three separate labs, one at Stanford, one at Harvard, and one at University of California, San Francisco, repeated the experiment, and it worked. They had, in fact reactivated stem cells that at age 25 go to sleep in you and I, but proteins in young individuals keep them awake. And they reactivated them, and now there are clinical trials ongoing, and people elderly with bone fractures to see if they'll heal quicker, people with Alzheimer's disease to see if we can get new neurons growing. It's pretty wild what's going on now. Does it require the use of your own plasma to perfect it? Well, right now, it requires you know, plasma from a younger individual. But very shortly, we're going to identify the individual proteins involved. And so then there'll be a shot of this medicine, which is the proteins to reactivate stem cells. You know, doing one thing in a mouse is, is, is easy. We've cured cancer in a mouse a million times. So it's not clear yet what the benefit is going to be in humans, but it certainly gives the potential for reversing parts of the aging. It's, you know, we, we still will die in our 90s or 100 by general engineering failure. But the hope is through technologies like this, we can live well until the day we die. So it could right. be quality in, in words, years the, at the end. Okay, I was just going to say, the idea here is, is not that better days are coming defined as living to 125, but rather it's about quality of life in what are typically end-of-life years. Exactly. You refer to the lucky years. It's a reference to the first age of designing one's own health and that of the planet. And what you say, Dr. Agus, is to take advantage requires knowledge that this is open to all, regardless of income or class. How can that be? Well, the technology described in the lucky years, most of them are actually going to make healthcare cheaper and better and more empowering for the individual. You know, the notion now of going to your doctor's office to collect data, right? They draw your blood, they do your blood pressure, they do all your measurements, and they call you a few days later. Well, that makes no sense. You should collect a month of blood pressure data, a month of movement data, get a prick on your finger with your lab results. When you go in, you can actually have a discussion. In this new era, in the lucky years, technology is going to make things better and actually be available to all. But how is that not going to differentiate based on income or class? I would think that the the well-to-do among us are going to be able to have the best physicians, are therefore going to be in in the loop on the latest technologies. I think that with the era of big data and what's going on now, what that does is it makes the good physicians great. And so there clearly are better physicians, and we devote a lot of time in the book into the art of medicine. But what technology does is it allows everyone to practice the art at a really remarkable level. So it brings up the lowers to the greater, and I think we're all going to benefit from it. I really think it's going to be an equalizer. Somewhere in the book, you pointed out the impact of good health on others. We, too often we, we, we think of, of ourselves and wanting to be healthy without looking at the consequences for society if people among us 
are not as healthy as, frankly, they should be. You got it. Is that we have a right in our country to do whatever we want. We could smoke. We could be obese. We could sit all day. But does society have the obligation to pay for the health care ramifications of our behavior? It really is a key question that we need to start to address. One of the interesting things in the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever it's called, is that you're allowed to differentially charge health insurance now across the country. So employers could say, listen, I don't want the non-smokers to subsidize the smokers. So I'm actually going to charge more to the smokers than the non-smokers. Why are we adverse to taking medicine, not adverse to taking vitamins? It's a wild thing, and it really shocks me, but the data are really there, is that it's considered a weakness to take a medicine, yet vitamins, which are, by the way, are made by the same pharmaceutical companies in general, that's considered an empowering, strengthful thing, and there's no data behind them. So I think we need to take a step back and realize that medicines, you know, if they're there and they need to be, are made to actually make us live longer and better and not be afraid of them. And at the same time, when we're taking any pill, we have to say, is there data that will benefit me? Because taking a pill is taking a pill. In 2007, you joined Steve Jobs' medical team. I guess too late you joined his team, and, and it's been well reported. You briefly dealt with uh, him making his personal decisions before he turned to I guess I would regard it as conventional medicine. What, if anything, can you tell us about that experience? He was a remarkable man. I still remember sitting there, you know, and one day he looked at me and goes, David, why can't you debug me like we debug a computer? You know, basically implying that, you know, why can't I look into his program, his genes, and just turn things around? You know, he called it jumping lily pad to lily pad. Every time I gave him a treatment that provided some benefit, he was safe on a lily pad. And when the cancer progressed, he was swimming again in the pond. And then we used technology, sequenced the DNA, identified another target, and he was safe on a lily pad. You know, being involved in his care, you know, was a true honor and taught me so much about medicine, technology, and ways of thinking. He really made me a better doctor. It was Jobs who got you to keep the word health out of your first book? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's classic Steve, is that I titled my first book, What is Health? The question mark. Because it was a key question. I didn't know what health was. Is it how you look? Is it how you feel? And about a week after turning the book into the publisher, the publisher called me and goes, David, the strangest thing happened. Steve Jobs just called me and changed the title of your book. I go, what? And I called Steve and I said, what are you doing? He said, if you put the word health in the title, it's like chewing cardboard. He goes, all of a sudden, people's eyes glaze over. It's a bad word in our country. You need a positive declaratory title. And that was the end of illness. I said, why would you call the publisher and not me? We spoke almost every day. <laughs> it's their job to market the book, not yours. I said, all right. I can, I can imagine when, when they get the phone call from Steve Jobs is calling because he wants David Agus's book to have a different title on it. They say fine. Um, and, you know, he said, you can't give a gift to somebody, a book with the word health in the title, because it implies the other person's in bad health. The year it came out was one of the most gifted books on Amazon. So Steve did no marketing. No doubt. Uh, things being equal and God willing, 20 years from now, I hope I'm still going to the doctor for physicals and checkups and so forth. What does my doctor's visit look like 20 years down the road? It's going to be very different. And that, you know, as we alluded to before, right now your doctor's visit is just collecting data. In the future, you're going to prick your blood at home and have measurements and how they change your blood values. You're going to go in with all of your measurements and these biometrics and sensors that will measure multiple things about you. You know, the Apple Watches of today's world measure movement. In the future, they're going to measure changes in hormone levels, changes in glucose, etc. You go in with all that data, and you'll sit down and have a discussion about your data. 
And then he or she, the doctor, can search your data versus a database and start to use big data to, to give us answers and to give us trends. So instead of treating everybody the same, we're going to be able to personalize things. And it'll be more the right dose of the right medicine at the right time, if needed. We're going to do things not just based on your age and your sex and your race, but actually based on you. You know, if I take a drop of blood from your finger, there are all the proteins in there are the conversation in your body. It's happening all the time, and through technology now, we're going to be able to peer in and listen. Dr. Agus, you write, at one time we were afraid to have our financial info online or use a computer to transfer money and store our financial data. So true. I wouldn't do holiday shopping online five years ago. Now I do. Now we barely think twice about doing it. There are tools and assurances built into the system. The same needs to and will happen with health data. But what of the privacy concerns? You, you hit a key issue. And I mean, I think we have to put them into two separate buckets. So one is, is that people are breaking into things all the time, right? Blue Cross's database got, you know, hacked and others will too. And that's one thing. But tomorrow or next year, what will happen is somebody goes to an emergency room and they have an infection and the doctor looks at them, looks at their record and gives them an antibiotic and an hour later they're dead. The next step will be actually people going in and changing medical records. And that's scary. So we need to pay attention to security of health information. Separately, we all have to be heroes and say, I want to be part of the cure, not the problem. I want to be part of the solution and say, use my data to actually learn about things. You know, a study came out just several weeks ago showing that if you had ovarian cancer and happened to be on a drug for blood pressure, a very inexpensive drug, you lived over a year longer. And that was a big data study. We were able to look at thousands of people, heroes who gave their data, and say, listen, there's a difference here between these two groups. So I think we all have to mature a little and say, let's all be part of the solution. But at the same time, we have to push the technologists to bring security there so our health records are, in fact, safe. Uh, Dr. Agus, you are such a data guy. As I was reading the book, I was wondering, do you have any type of a, an individualized health monitoring on your wrist? Right? Are you a Fitbit guy or something similar? Yes. Um, so I have been from the beginning, and I've used them all. They all have their merits. They all have issues. I think, you know, that the field is evolving. They're getting better. But, yeah, I start to look at trends. You know, I notice if I have, you know, alcohol every night for multiple, you know, days in a row, my heart rate starts to change a little bit. I notice how my sleep patterns affects my weight and other things. And, you know, I'm getting to learn myself about myself, and it's actually been very empowering to me. So which one do you use? I use predominantly the Apple Watch. You use the Apple Watch, and you're keeping track of, of what exactly? I'm looking at changes in my heart rate, um, correlating that. I have a whiting scale, so I can look at changes in my you know, heart rate compared to my weight and my behavior. And I keep little logs of what I do. Um, and so I start to see what I do well and where my baseline heart rate is lower, and something called heart rate variability, which is a marker of stress. I see how my stress goes up and down with what I do. And in a sense, it's like mood rings of the old days, right? It's biofeedback. I can start to see when I get a little bit stressed, and I can try to change behavior with it. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I'm not giving it all away. One final subject I'll leave for people who read the book to take the two week challenge. But I want to tell you that if you had been a fly on the wall at my house over the holidays, as I was reading the book, I made everybody take the quick fitness test, which is sit on the floor and try to get up without your hands. You'd have loved watching what went on in our house. Right. Well, yeah, what's, the, amazing, what's the point of that? It's the coolest study because it's so simple. Is that that simple test of sitting cross-legged on the floor and trying to get up either with no hands or one hand, if, if you do and you can do it, you're in the top 25% of musculoskeletal strength, and it actually means you probably will live longer. And so it's a simple you know, test, but it actually puts, hits one core thing, which is our core muscles. We have to focus on building our core. 
And a lot of times people don't like those exercises, etc. I don't care. You've got to focus on it. I have two five-pound weights next to my desk, and I'm on crazy long phone calls. I stand on one leg, and I try to use them, not to build my arm muscles and my biceps, but my core. It's key. Hey, the book is great. It's called The Lucky Years, and I appreciate David Agus coming back to the program to discuss it. Michael, I thank you so much. It's a, it's a true privilege to be on. All right. Wish you all good things. Thank you, Dr. Agus. TC you, just did it, by the way, just did the test as I was talking to Dr. Agus. I saw you on the floor of the, of the <laughs> I was studio. About to my, try it too. My I, wife, I kicked off my shoes. Hey, my, wife, my wife figured out a trick. What? Well, that wasn't that hard. No, you did it. You did it. But if you're if you're cross-legged and if you push down with your with your feet, right, sort of on your ankles and feet, you could just use them to elevate yourself straight up, and it makes it look easy. <laughs> but you did it. For the record, I watched Thank you do you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Did Did you have a trouble with that, Michael? No, I didn't have trouble with it. I'm just asking. No, why are you saying it like that? I, I just I would like to see you do it. Please. Would I have brought it up if I, I had difficulty I, doing? Yes, you would have. I've you've. You often point out your own shortcomings. Can you go on? Okay, here we go, Dan. I'm telling you. <laughs> so he's kicking <laughs> off his shoes. And his, his, he is now in the middle of the room. Oh, Let me man. just narrate. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, he's on the floor yep. of the studio. I, he's literally cracking up. He can't get up. He can't get up, Dan. He can't. He's rocking. Wait a minute. This is. Come on, you can do it, Michael. No. no. We need video of this. We need video of this. He can't get up. Oh, he you can't do it. Hand. Oh, wow. my God, Michael. You know what? What? I'm wow. going to video it and put it on the website I, so that please. people can see Dying. for themselves. That was hysterical. There was Dan, let me just say there was some rocking back and forth involved, and finally the hand went out. Wait, now, wait. He's, he's going to try again. Oh, he's doing it Come again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Middle of the studio, cross-legged, cross-legged. Okay, Michael, like, veer a little to the right. Like, do something. No, okay, wait. No, no. Rocking back and forth. Hands awkward. Whoa, whoa. No, hand down. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know why. It was I so easy it. at home. No, it was, it was not. so easy at home. No, it was liar. not. Oh, my gosh. You guys. Why are we on the air when your kids are in school? I need one of the boys to call in right now. Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. Hey, uh, can I just say, uh, the back of his book, the and this matters to me because I've published several myself, and I know what it's like. He to, didn't know where you were going with that, by the way. No, Because you started nervous. with that. He did get a little nervous. Well, I, okay. I, I thought, you know, it's a compliment to say, hey, I made it to the acknowledgement section of the book, which obviously comes in the back of the book, and in the acknowledgement of his book, he thanks all all of these famous people, the blurbs for his book include Howard Stern, Walter Isaacson, Fareed Zakaria, Ariana Huffington, and Al Gore. Those are blurbs. He was on Stern this morning. And yep. can I just say, following um, on Twitter. I'll, I'll hear it on the, the replay, but go ahead and ruin it for yeah, me. Yeah, Stern asked a question you didn't ask. That's Tell all. Me. That's all. No, I can't say Tell it aloud. I can't say it aloud. That's all I'm going to say. Come on. Let me get let me let me get through the intermission so I can try again to stand without uh, using my hands. It kind of made my day. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. 
These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.